ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fair Bump Play On, the Mock Sports new AFL podcast. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, I am joined by Nick Highland. How are you, my friend? Very good, mate. Footy season starting tonight. Not sure if we'll get this up before the game starts, but pretty exciting times, footy season coming back on. Yes, before we get into it, I just want to say thank you to that amazing sting that we heard at the top of the episode, punters. Uh, just heard it for the first time. That was all Nick Highland doing. He is a absolute whiz on the old garage band. Very, very good. Just wanted to shout you out, mate. Thanks, mate. Didn't take too long. It's all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, footy is back. Oh my goodness. I am so, so excited. It's just a... It's just a different feeling in the air when footy's around. We're going to have a good uh, five to six months of footy action all the way until September. Nick, what, what's what's normally your fir- favourite thing about the first round of the year? Oh, first round is... It doesn't have much to say, I guess. You can see which teams have had the best pre-season, I guess. I guess the big one that stands out was probably last year with the Swans coming in and smashing Brisbane Lions when they were pretty much written off, and it and it really set the tone for the season. Um, so I guess it, we could see a bit of an upset in one of these games here this weekend that's going to show that this team is a real force to be reckoned with this year. So it's always good to see um, your young guns also coming in, the early draft picks getting put in. I know Nick Dacos, which we'll touch on a bit later, is in for this round. So um, you, you like to see other young ones react. For the, to the first couple of games as well. So, yeah, round one's always really fun, mate. Yeah, that's for sure. And the big thing this year uh, is that it's kicking off tonight, Wednesday night. We record these on the Wednesday or the Thursday, normally punters. And uh, normally it's the, the Carlton versus Richmond, the MCG Thursday night. But tonight it is the Bulldogs and the Demons, which we will talk in length uh, later on. But I just want to get your thoughts. Are you happy with this or do you like the tradition of the Thursday night kickoff? Oh, I don't like the Wednesday nights just because um, you like to. See, I like to see when all the teams are out. You get to you get to look at your multis, build your multis up for the week, have a look into them. But um, now the teams don't get dropped till tomorrow night, and we've got a game tonight, so it's a bit annoying for me. Um, I like the traditional Thursday nights, but it is what it is. Yeah, I I like that it's just the one time. They've said that this isn't gonna gonna be coming a regular thing. It's just purely to make up for the fact that uh, we missed out on an MCG grand final between two of the oldest, most heavily supported Melbourne-based footy teams in the competition. So I appreciate the fact that they're doing this for fan service and fan service only. And so it's always nice to see the AFL actually take care of the fans. Um, another point of which we will get to later when it refers to the old the Budwa, the Buddy Franklin, we'll touch on that later when we talk about the uh, Sydney Derby. But, uh, yeah. Um, anything else do you want to touch on, Nick, about round one before we really get into these games and preview them up? Not necessarily. I think we'll, we'll get into depth of a couple of things that we need to get into when we talk about the games. So, um, yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a look into it with some of the big news that's come out in the first couple of days of this week. Um, but, yeah, let's just get straight into it. Let's get straight into it, my friend. Straight into the round one of the 2022 AFL season preview. Attention, punters. We have exciting news. Yes, we do. We are now on Dabble. Dabble is an Aussie-owned bookie that is absolutely changing the game of gambling. 
any bets that we mention in this podcast, you can use a unique system of the copy bet feature to put the bet on yourselves with no time wasted. That's exactly right, Nico. We do the research for you, punters. We build the multis, and with the press of a single button, you can put our bets straight on. It's that easy. So you can go on the Dabble app and follow us at the Mock Sports and start winning with us this sporting season. Click the link in the show notes when signing up. Use the code the Mock Sports to let them know that we sent you. All right, Nicholas. As we discussed, big game Wednesday night, MCG seven ten. First bounce, Melbourne Demons, Western Bulldogs, grand final rematch. Yeah, huge. mate. It's going to be huge. Um, going to be probably one of the best games in the round, obviously. Um, they've set it up pretty nicely. So I'm pretty excited to watch it. A um, couple of big things coming out of this game. We've got Steph Martin. He's, it's his 200th tonight. So you know Western Bulldogs got a lot to prove after that that grand final defeating Um and then, obviously, Steph Martin as well. They want to do it for him. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a really good game. I hope it's close and it's a close one. It's not a blowout like the grand final was either way. Um, but, yeah, there's some good plays in these two squads where it's it's two of the best li- uh, lists in the comp, I reckon. So it'll be a really good game, I hope. Uh, yeah, that's sure. I agree. I think punters don't want to see another blowout tonight. I think we all just want to see a really hard contest at the footy. I think, personally, I'd, I reckon two goals maybe will be the maximum of uh, maximum margin of the win. I just think that these two teams are so close to each other when it comes to list strength. Um, you mentioned uh, that Steph Martin's 200th. I know that he's traditionally... Not a you know a beloved part of the Bulldogs as he's, I think it's only his second or third year at the club, but still they'll want to do it for the big man. Um, talking about injury wise, there's a few major outs for this game. Uh, for Melbourne, you've got Trent Rivers, uh, Michael Hibbers also out of the game, um, and Stephen May is always you know he's always listed as he's got some tightness, he's got some soreness, he seems to always be battered and bruised that bloke, but he's Always comes out and absolutely smashes it. Um, we've got Sam Darcy, the big draft pick for the Bulldogs. He's not playing because he injures his foot. He won't be playing until about halfway through the year. Uh, also, uh, debut, we've got Tim O'Brien expected to play for us in round one. The uh, the recruit we got in the offseason, hopefully going to help our uh, defence there because that's really going to be the telling point, I think, with this game. Fair enough. Um, with this one, Google Hagen being left out is a bit interesting for me. Wonder when they're going to give this kid a real, real hard crack because he was playing some decent footy, but he just—I don't know if it's his attitude or what it is—but he just wasn't a number one draft pick like we've seen over the last couple of years. You've got your your Matty Rao, who's an absolute weapon. You've got your Sam Walsh, who's probably looking at a brand loan in the next two or three years, maybe even this year. Um, Ugo Hagen, just to just. Nowhere near where it needs to be for a for a number one draft pick, I, I'd say. I mean, I agree with you, but I just feel like they haven't given him a chance. And just the fact that that is going to really um, be a hard thing to swallow for a lot of the new recruits coming into the Bulldogs system within the next three years, it's going to be incredibly, incredibly difficult to get a game. Just the list is so deep, you know? But um, 
like last year, Ugelhagen, he couldn't get past Norton or Bruce because why would he? But like you said, very, very interesting that they've left him out here since uh, Josh Bruce isn't playing because he's still got that ACL. So I don't know. There might be something going on behind behind closed doors. Maybe it's match fitness. Maybe it's attitude. Maybe he just hasn't had a real strong preseason in the uh, the training. But yeah, I think I think it's a big telling point. Hopefully he'll get a few games this year because I think he's got the talent to be worthy of the number one draft pick, but he just needs the game time to prove it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a bit of a talking point. Um, one of the big talking points I reckon for this game it's going to be is Bontempelli is a big big point in the Western Bulldogs side. Um, him up at half forward, I reckon, is a real smart play because he's just turned into such a dynamic footballer where he can push into the midfield when they're struggling. But when he's up front, you can always lock him in for one or two goals. I reckon it's a safe leg and a multi no matter what, boys. Um, always Bontempelli for a goal if he's if he's starting up front. like He always seems to snag one. He's one of the best footballers in the game. Um, from a betting point of view, that's a leg that I usually lock in for, for a Western Bulldogs game. Yeah, he's a better's dream, isn't he? He's gone from consistently getting 25-plus touches a game, so you already locked that leg in. And now he's very consistently scoring goals. I think he, you know, he scored... Uh, I think he was only beaten home by Aaron Norton, maybe, when it came to goals for the Bulldogs last year. Don't quote me on that. I don't have the exact stat sheet up in front of me. But, yeah, I reckon um, tonight wouldn't be a surprise for him to get at least two goals plus 25 touches. And the same goes for Christian Petrarca. I think the Petrarca-Bontempelli battle around the contest is going to be absolutely mental. You've got those two dynamic players that just love to run and carry, um, get the one-two hands, and then go for goal outside the 50 and snag him every time compared to the Jack McRae and um, and Clayton Oliver who just love to get their head over the ball, get about 30 handballs in, in and out, in and out, and then whack a bullet kick onto someone's chest. That's a whole different dynamic when it comes to Bontempelli and Christian Petrarca. They are the game winners. They are the X factors that these teams have in their back pockets. So I think that's going to be the biggest matchup of this game. Marcus Bontempelli, Christian Petrarca. If I was a betting man, I'd have them both for 25 touches and both for a goal. Yeah, 100%. Um, for me, though, in all in all in this game, the two best midfielders, two best midfields in the comp, sorry, with Western Bulldogs and Melbourne, where you've got your Petrarca, your Olivers, like we were talking about. You've got Gorn, who's going to be a real big change point. But something that doesn't get mentioned that I reckon should be mentioned here is the wingers here. Ed Langdon and Angus Brasher are on the wing for Melbourne. Ed, Ed Langdon in particular. Ed Langdon runs 14 kilometres a game. And you if you watch the winger position for him, He's always down the back as that extra number down back, or he's always up front, could be there snagging a goal. Might only get 15, 16 touches, but you watch how clean he is with the football and how much he runs and impacts the game. It's it's not talked about in football enough. Um, it's the only real position that really sticks out to me that is the difference between Melbourne last year and a lot of the other teams was that wingers that always had the spare number in the um, in the contest because the wingers are pushing back or pushing forward. Angus Brayshaw was a genuine midfielder at half of his career. Pushing onto the wing and you've got an, a genuine one as well. Um, not to say that Western Bulldogs don't have some good wingers. I just don't think 
they utilize them in the right way. And you've seen Melbourne adapt enough where they've got the proper winger doing their job. And it's and it changes the game, in my opinion. Yeah, I like to see that you've got a good appreciation for a winger. For those of you who don't know listeners, Nick Highland plays on the wing. So that's why he has such an appreciation for the role. But um, yeah, I 100% agree with you. The fact that the Melbourne wingers work their asses off to get back in the contest, especially when they get in defense, they always have that one out behind for the quick exit kick and one sets up for that target on the wing to exit two. Um, like you said, Ed Langdon and Angus Brayshaw, they, they're pure wingers. You know, they might push in, have a couple on ball, but most of the time you'll see them on the wing. That's the difference between Melbourne and the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs, they'll, they have such a deep midfield, they have to spread some wide on the ring, you know. You'll probably see tonight, Josh Dickley, Lockie Hunter, uh, Tom Vittore, um, who else? There's Adam Trelaw probably going to have a go up there on the wing as well. You have all these players that are traditional midfielders, but because the midfield is too deep, they have to spread out, rotate onto the wings before they have a couple of more on ball, and then rotate up forward, and then rotate back on the wing. It's just one big rotation between half forward, wing, and on ball for the Bulldogs. And that's what I think, you know, like you said, picks them apart, especially in that grand final last year. You saw that those wingers had a big impact. I'm pretty sure Angus Brayshaw, for me, was one of the most underrated blokes on the field. He was dominating that game. It was very underrated. But, um, yeah, there's, we could talk about this game for hours and hours, Nick, but I feel like we'll end up running out of time if we keep going on. Have you got anything else to discuss about tonight's game? Uh, nothing else to say. We'll get on to the Thursday night game, Carlton versus Richmond. Um, off the bat, Sam Walsh out of this game. How big is that impact on them? Huge. I think uh, the big thing for Carlton this year was the fact that they're going to need to learn not to re- rely on Patrick Cripps and Sam Walsh. They're going to get that chance tonight because Sam Walsh out for the first month of the season. With that injury, got syndesmosis. It's the new buzzword in footy. Seems to be a new person going down every week with that injury. Um, you've also got Harry Mackay, who's been nursing a bit of a uh, injury complaint as well, but he's expected to line up. Uh, yeah. It's massive. Sam Walsh, we saw it last year. He absolutely exploded, proved any doubt as wrong, especially Kane Corns, who wrote him off, said he wasn't worthy of the number one draft pick uh, tag. But yeah, almost won the Brownlow. It looked like he was going to pole top three at one point. You know, we had him to go top three in our predictions. He was just that good. He's another one, like Marcus Bontempelli, like Christian Petrarca. He can push forward and snag a goal just as easily as any of the half forwards. He just has that much impact on a game. He's just explosive, gets the ball in hand, one, two, three, quick steps out of the contest, bullet kick straight onto Harry Mackay's chest, easy goal for Carlton. So without that, it's going to be an uphill battle against the Tigers who have traditionally dominated this game. But quite honestly, I reckon that uh, Carlton have it in them. Yeah, 100%. Um, Cripps with his pre-season. Is he back? 40 touches and four goals. That is insane. I think 20 of them were contested possessions. I think he had nine clearances as well. Is Cripps back? I don't know. Can you replace Walsh? I reckon he probably could. Um, Carlton got a lot to prove this game. They've got Sam Doherty back into the squad after um, battling cancer, and you just love to see that, to be honest. It's so good good for the game. Um, I know every AFL fan will be happy to see that no matter what. So Carlton got a lot to prove for themselves this one. but yeah, Cripp is back, and I reckon he's he's had a good preseason, and um, he should be back 
in full force, I reckon. And I, I hope to see him playing his best footy because when he's playing his best footy, it's just so good to watch. Uh, yeah, I hope he gets back to his best as well and proves me wrong because I remember last year I was talking to you, I thought the game had passed Cripper on purely because, uh, you know, the game has moved towards players like Matty Rao, like Sam Walsh, um, like Bailey Smith, um, like Bontempelli, Petrarca, you could go on, there's so many of them, that are just purely ball in hand, one, two, three, quick steps out of the contest, bullet kick onto a target's chest and bang, on. Whereas Cripps, he's more of a slow, methodical man. He gets the ball in his hand, likes to take a few steps, like square his hips, then hits it. You know, you see him, he moves about a, select, a second slower than everyone else on the field. And that was his uh, downfall in the last few years because he's gotten so many injuries, the shoulders, the knees, ankles, they all end up taped by the end of the game. And they just bash him around the contest because they know that he's sore and he just gets even slower from it. And so the fact that we're now seeing him, what seems to be a healthy Paddy Cripps that's moving quickly, I really hope he has a massive season and proves me wrong because, like you said, it's just a different game to watch when Paddy Cripps is at his best. Um, another person that we need to know, is he back? Dustin Martin. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, every time you seem to write that bloke off, he, he comes back even stronger. So Cripps and Dusty will be a a good matchup to see, and I reckon they'll be the the big ones talking out of the game. There's not too much to discuss really because the the car um the team lineups aren't up for the rest of the rest of the games just yet. So we're not going to get into too much of it. Um, next week should be a bit better. We'll record on the Thursday when all the teams come out. But yeah, let's get into Collingwood versus St Kilda. Um, big one off the bat. Nick Dacos debut, absolute weapon there. Just dominated. His own age group and dominated the um the community series to for preseason. Um, what do you what are you saying about this footballer? Do you reckon he's got a future? I reckon he's got a huge, huge future. I mean, you know, only time will tell when it comes with these sort of players. Some players go backwards. Some players just continue on to superstardom, a la Sam Walsh. But I reckon Nick Dykos is going to be one of those ones that explode purely because he's in a team that's going to afford him the game time that he needs to um, develop. Um, you see, uh, I was talking about it earlier, Jamara Uwehagen hasn't gotten that time to develop his game and he'll that'll hurt him in the long run, I think. Um, but you've got the players such as Sam Walsh, uh, Max King, Ben King as well. Unfortunately, Ben King out for the year. We'll discuss that later. Um, and a plethora of others that play in a team that's lower down the ladder. They get the game time that is afforded to them lets them expand, lets them grow into the game. And, yeah, I reckon Nick Dykos is going to hit the ground running. He'll probably get 20-plus touches and really show the world what he's got. He's ready for the big stage, in my opinion. Fair enough. We got The Maynard suspension is going to be another talking point for Collingwood because they were looking at putting him in the midfield, I read, earlier in the season. Um, we got Jeremy Howe also out with a adductor injury, uh, Dugowie out with ribs. So it's not looking too good for Collingwood, to be honest, when you've got Jack Steele in full pelt coming towards you with a with a pretty good St. Kilda side. Um, yeah, so be a good one to watch. But yeah, Nick Steele's the difference for me. Nick Steele. Jack Steele's the difference for me, I'd say. Yeah, uh, Howe and um, Dugowie isn't confirmed, but they might miss because of those injuries. But either way, if they do play, they're going to be nursing them. So like you said, it's going to be a very big telling point when you've got someone like Jack Steele running full pelt at you in the contest. But um, like we said, Jack Steele, our tip for the Brownlow. We reckon he'll have plenty of opportunity to pick up three votes this game, wouldn't you say, Nick? 
100%. Well, let's get straight into the next one, which is the Geelong Cats and Essendon. Don't have too yes. much to say about this one. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good game. You've got midfielders running around all day, but a Geelong too old, I'm not too sure. Um, we'll get into the predictions a bit later, but I don't have too much to say about this game until till it comes out with the with the team lineups. We've got Jai Caldwell coming back into the squad after being injured, who's a really good player, um, who will add some strength into that Essendon side. But um yeah, we'll have a we'll have a look into it um when we get into the tipping. So we'll skip through that one pretty quickly. Get into another big one for the for the Saturday. We've got Giants versus Swans. Off the bat, yes. Paddy McCartan. Number one draft pick, I think, 2015, I think. I'm not too sure. Around um, that mark, yeah. Been out, hasn't played a game in two and a half, three years because of concussion. And he's back playing round one, confirmed. That's huge. Love to see it. Love to see these things for the game. Um, all the Swans boys putting on their socials how much he deserves it and how good it is. You just love to see it. You'd love to see how... Tight knit group. Some of the boys are for the Swans. Um, you love to say it. What do you have to say, mate? I mean, you've said it bang on the money. You absolutely love to see these uh, feel good stories like Sam Doherty, like Paddy McCartan, blokes that just have had zero luck in their careers and to be able to come back from it and play, you know, it's, you know, if you're an emotional person, I wouldn't blame you for tearing up. It's just that sort of. Feel good story. If he comes out and dominates, it'll be even better. Um, but when we're talking about injuries, you're going to see Tom Papley miss this game because of his hamstring. Callum Mills also questionable to be lining up because of his sore Achilles. Um, then you've also got Toby Green from the Giants who will be missing the game due to suspension. Yeah, it's going to be a big one, I think. If Green was playing, Heaney and Green have such an impact on the on the Swans and the Giants on the Giants games. So what impacts that going to have with no Green there, but Heaney playing? Um, they've been talking about putting Heaney in the midfield for so long. So I'm not too sure where they're going to play him or anything. But it's a big it's a big talking point for the Swans, and it's something they need to figure out because he's he's a good player, but he's he's inconsistent up at the forward line, I'd say, and he needs to get a bit more involved into the into the football where he rotates on ball maybe a bit more often than he does. He doesn't need to be a full-time midfielder, but um, he's a good player and he's just untapped potential that I reckon the Swans need to buy and see if they're looking at a premiership in the next two to three years. Yeah, I can't doubt that. Heaney will be, I think, a game-changer for the Swans if he adjusts to a midfield rotation as well as we know that he probably can. So, yeah, it excites me that the Swans are going to experiment with him on ball because he could definitely be a super explosive presence out of the um, out of the contest. Uh, I also think that a big, big uh, point in this game will be um, how the young guns fare in their second year. You know, we, you've got Errol Goulden. Uh, uh, you can name him off. You know all the young guns. I've, what's Tanner McDonald's first name? Giants as well. Um, you've got yeah, all the all the young ones that are going to play. Braden Campbell. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they've gone with pretty much a full preseason this time. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be really good to see how the how the Swans boys react to it all. They seem to have a good preseason. Um, McInerney had a really good first game back. Blakey came out soaring. So um, yeah, it'll be a good game. The Swans versus Giants. Um, there's um, one more thing that we haven't really touched on. Buddy yes. Franklin. The Buddy Franklin effect 
five goals to go until he gets a thousand. Uh, first off, will he do it? Not this week. I hope not. Anyway, it might be just wishful thinking because I've opted not to go to this game um, because I've got a semi-final for cricket this weekend. But I'm there. Yeah, next week I'm 100% in, and I reckon he'll get it done in round two. I don't reckon he's kicking five. The the Giants, I, I think their ba- their backline strong enough to to hold him to at least four. He um he doesn't kick more than four too often, but he should be right. And then I, I'm cheering for him to get round two. If not, me and you will be down to Melbourne in round three. So that's, yeah, that's see, definitely awesome. See, um. Gil McLaughlin come out and say on 360, I think it was, or it might have been Bounce, yes. um, about how good it is for the game. It'll be great to see. He doesn't endorse it, but it'll be great for the game. So, um, Yeah, the, the whole thing, it's come out in the last few days, a massive debate if they should run, if we should all run on the field or not. Buddy Franklin said, get on the field. Gil McLaughlin said, I officially can't tell you to get on the field, but get on the field. But a core stadium has come out and said, "You, um, you bloody sorry, I almost swore there. Um, if you set one foot in our field, bang, five thousand dollar fine if we catch you." So it's massive debate on what's going to happen, especially if he kicks it this weekend. With because you know we haven't heard anything from the SCG. The SCG might say, "You know what? We'll make this one-time exception." But a core stadium is apparently really hell bent on stopping people. They've hired plentiful more security than they need to stop people from running on. And they said, you're going to get tackled as soon as you step on that field. Uh, it's And if that, uh, to be honest, if that happens, I think that's going to be super, super depressing and a super bad look for the game. You know, everyone says, that's fine. Gil says you can run on. But the call ultimately doesn't really come down to him. AFL can say it's all fine by us, but it's down to really the stadium to enforce security rules. So... What are your thoughts on that whole thing? Run on the field or don't run on the field if he kicks his 1,000th this weekend, Nick? Field? What, what kind of talk is this? It's never going to happen again. There's no one that's going to get 100 goals in a season. Maybe, potentially. But we're not going to see it for a very long time. And, yeah, right, they, they're not going to be able to stop it. It's people power. Everyone's going to run on the field. As soon as you see a couple of blokes run on, it starts pouring out. It's just a waterfall, mate. Like, it's, it's, they can't stop it. I don't know why they're trying to police it so hard because you watch... It's going to be a bad look if they try and stop it and just, yeah, find a handful of people. It's just going to look bad for the game. Um, but, yeah, it's out of Gil's control, I guess. But get on the field. Yeah. Um, to be honest, from my point of view, I'm going to be at the game. I'm going to be the ed- on the edge of my seat if he's sitting on four goals going into the last quarter or whenever he is and it's time. I'm just going to say right now, I won't be the first one out there just in case there are a few tackled and carted off to prison but like you said as soon as a few people go on hopefully there's a waterfall effect if the whole stadium gets on i'll definitely be on there with them that's for sure 100 percent. all right but, um we move on brisbane port adelaide at the gabba this could be a huge game nick 100 percent. uh this one it's going to be another one of the of the round that's going to be a good game um i think brisbane take it purely based off home ground. Like I said, I'd like to see the teams come back. Um, Brisbane got Cam Rayner coming back into the into the squad after injury, so no doubts he'll probably be introduced into round one. Um, but yeah, I just like the way that Brisbane go about it with their squad. Zorko, um, Harris Andrews down the back is an absolute weapon. Um, I really like it, and yeah, that's, that's just for me. 
but we'll have a look into that a bit later. There's not too much to um, talk about. I just want to quickly talk about the fact that Robbie Gray, Charlie Dixon, and Trent Dumont all under injury cloud. They're racing at the clock to play. They are expected to play at this current stage, but at any moment, news could break saying that they're out. And if any of those three are out, it could be a massive tipping point in the direction of Brisbane with the home field advantage, plus no Gray, no Dixon, no Dumont, even one singular, let alone all three of them at the same time. So going to be very interesting to see when the lists get announced for that game. But uh, yeah, move on. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne at the MCG. Sunday Arvo footy. To be honest, uh, we've tipped Hawks to uh, win the uh, wooden spoon. Um, you know, so we don't think that they're really going to bring much to this game. They could definitely win. I think North Melbourne should realistically be getting over the top here if they want to really set the tone for the season and prove to the competition that they can uh, get off the bottom. But uh, the main talking point coming out of this game, JHF, Jason Horn francis number one draft pick. What's he going to do? How much of an impact is he going to have on the game, Nick? Yeah, he looked pretty good in his in his preseason bouts, but um, yeah, I'd like to see how he goes. We've got, yeah, there's, uh, I don't know if if Hawthorne really want to be a good side this year. Um, you got to have your players like Warple, like Sisley, like CJ O'Meara, Will Day, having having those breakout years where they become the next level. Because at the moment they're good footballers, but they're mediocre. You've got three or four footballers like them in every club, so. If you want them to to be known, they gotta they gotta take their game to the next level. Mitchell's taking it to the next level, but he's not a game changer. He's a he's a good football player and he get racks up the possessions, but he's not a Bonson Pelly, he's not a Betraka that gets in the guts and absolutely dominates the contested possession. He's an outside ball player like McRae, who's not gonna end the game. He's, he's gonna add a lot of strength to the side, but he doesn't win win a win a game for the team. So I feel like the big name there is um, Jager O'Meara, James Sicily, and Warple. Those three need to step up their game. Warple was playing good footy two years ago and um, slipped off last year. But you've got some good players in that side. It's just whether or not they can take the game to the next level because, yeah, there's there's some in there that is just like a – I'm not too sure about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think you've hit it right on the nose there. 100%. Um, we'll go on from that one because it's a pretty boring game to talk about, to be honest. And so, so is the next one here, Adelaide versus Fremantle. Um, Adelaide Oval. It, it should be a pretty good game, to be honest, but it'll be a pretty boring game, I, I think. Reason it's on a Sunday, I'd say. Um, but a, a bit the same here. You've got you've got some good players in Frio. I feel like Caleb Sarong will have a really really strong year. Fife coming back into the midfield will be really strong. So. Um, we'll get into the, the tips a bit later, but I think Freeman will look, look to be a, a pretty dominant side coming into this. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, well, I just think that whoever lines up will change this game. You know, Rory Laird, we already know, is out. Uh, Paul Seisman is out with concussion. Taylor Walker is also out with suspension. Uh, Jordan Dawson expected to line up, but has the injury coming off the community series, so we don't know if he actually does play. Um, but Nat Fife. Uh, he's still got that shoulder, most likely will play, but even if he does end up playing, he will be nursing it, but he's going to be back in the guts. He said that his experiment with playing up front is over, it didn't work, he's back in the guts, he's ready to take the game by storm again, he is going to absolutely come out, and I think he'll get 30 plus touches if Fife gets back to his best, and that'll be a real telling point for Fremantle this year. 
But again, on the home ground of Adelaide, wouldn't be surprised if they get up purely by that, but we'll get into that later. Um, West Coast, Gold Coast, Optus Stadium. This would be a pretty good game, I'd say. Um, yeah, I really like this one. I feel like, oh, I don't know, a lot of people are writing the Suns off this season, but me and you have both given them a chance here. Um, but the the big telling point it's going to come down to, I think, um, West Coast, with their dominant Ruckman in Nick Natanui, probably the most one of the most dominant in the in the comp behind Gorn and and Grundy, but still, it, it's just it's it's so important to have a a big name like that. They don't have Wits at the moment. I'm pretty sure he's still injured. Um, I'm not too sure. He might be back. I'm, uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell you to be honest. But they've they've picked up maybe a hole. Um, couldn't do too much over at Richmond, but can he can he have a good preseason and get into get into the colours over at Gold Coast and just prove himself to be a good football player? Who knows? Um, but yeah, Matty Rao should be on top. But yeah, you've got some good players in both these sides, so it'll be a good game to to watch. But um, it's about which players here can take. It's a bit the same as Hawthorne for Gold Coast. If these players can take themselves to the next level, you know you've got Tuke Miller in there. That's an absolute weapon. Jack Lacocious can lift his game. Um, both the early draft picks in Real and Anderson, if they pull their game out of the out of the blocks, they should be playing pretty good. And then yeah, it could be a different game. But Ben King being out for for half a year or for the full season is um is a big big bad telling point for for Gold Coast, I'd say. Uh yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I think the um. Gold Coast Suns are going to absolutely give them a run for their money, if not beat them, and could beat them well with the fact that the West Coast have nobody. They've got Oscar Allen, Jamie Cripps, Dom Sheed, Luke Shuey, Alex Witherden, Elliot Yeo, and Sam Petrevsky-Seaton all most likely um, not to play, but except for Petrevsky-Seaton, he is expected to play, but he does have a knee injury that he'll be nursing on the day. All the others I mentioned, they're not playing. They're out with injury. You've also got Tim Kelly that's come out and he's gotten COVID. He's not playing. Luke Ryan, probably not going to play with COVID as well. Nick Natanui, also maybe out with COVID. West Coast have got nobody. They're the first club this year that's going to have to use COVID top-ups and it's going to be a really big sign to see if the COVID top-up pool is going to actually work this year or it's just going to be a death sentence for teams that have to use them. I think they've already picked up about like three waffle players that are coming into the squad. Who knows if they play on the day. Maybe Eagles have found 22 that are going to be fit that are actually on their list. But yeah, you know, Suns... Um... Oh yeah, true. And again, Jack Darling, because of his... Uh... COVID um, vaccination. He didn't get vaccinated until a few weeks ago. He is eligible to play, but we don't think he is actually going to play because he's got no fitness because he wasn't with the team during preseason. He needs to get fit again before he gets marched out onto the AFL field. So expect him to be playing through the twos, I reckon. But uh, yeah, Gold Coast, like you said, their list. Ben King is out. That is sad. But you know, Jared Witts comes back. They've got Rao, Tuke Miller, Jack Lacocious. Um, list goes on. They've got, I reckon, the best young list in the competition, not named the Sydney Swans. And we both tipped to make the finals, and I think they're going to put the competition on notice this week and really take it to the Eagles, if not win. 100%. But, uh, yeah, so that concludes the round preview. Let's see who we reckon is going to win, Nico. All right, let's go straight through it. Who's winning this weekend? Uh... Who's going to win Wednesday night and by how much, Nick? 
Melbourne are going to win this one. Can't write them off. They're um, premiership winners. Absolute dominant. Like I said, the win. Take it away from Western Bulldogs, I reckon. And I reckon they're going to win by 14 points. Interesting. I reckon uh, for the sake of going against you and the sake that they are my team, Bulldogs by nine points. I think uh, Melbourne could definitely come out and win here. I said last week on the uh, season predictions that Melbourne probably do get up and win here, but I am going to put Bulldogs down as my tip because, um, you know, they're my team. As soon as you tip them, don't tip them. They'll probably come out and win. And I want to beat you in the tipping this year, Nick. So I've got to take some risks. Bulldogs by nine in what is an absolute cracker of a game. Um, Thursday night, Carlton Richmond, who wins by how much? Carlton by 26, I reckon. Whoa. Big one, but you got to make those big calls sometimes, I reckon, boys. Well, I've got Carlton to win as well, but Carlton by six, by a single goal. I think uh, Tigers, they've traditionally dominated this game, and I think Carlton are going to come out and show the comp, just as they did in the preseason against Melbourne. Yes, it's a preseason game. doesn't matter as much, but they were God, they were looking good. If they bring that momentum into this game, I reckon they can upset the Tigers and show the comp that they're not to be messed with this year under new coach. Um, St Kilda Collingwood, who have you got? How much? I've got St Kilda by a whopping 36 points. I reckon they're going to win by five or six goals. I reckon they'll absolutely dominate Collingwood. So that's me. Okay, so I've got uh, the Saints by 24. Saints by four goals. Uh, Collingwood, I don't think, going to feature that much this year. I reckon the Saints are going to be pushing for finals. I reckon they'll fall just short, as we discussed last week. But, uh, yeah, Saints to uh, get it done on Marvel Stadium on Friday night. Geelong, Essendon. The Bombers by three points. Oh, okay. Why is that? Jai Caldwell coming back in. Heppel, Shield, Merritt. I reckon their midfield's gonna. It's gonna be a slow decline for for Geelong Football Club, I'd say. So I'm going with Essendon. Fair enough. Uh, we didn't mention earlier that um, Sam Mongola has been ruled out of the game with a knee injury, so that'll be big for uh, Geelong. Also, Mitch Duncan, Jack Henry, Grant Myers, Gay Rowan are all under an injury cloud, expected to play, but we don't know if they actually will until the lists get announced. And Essendon are without Hurley. McDonald, Tipping Woody, and Jake Stringer. Um, uh, Tipping Woody and Hurley confirmed. Jake Stringer under the cloud. Don't know until the lists come out. I think that alone is going to give Geelong a win here. I think Geelong, like I said, uh, young and hungry doesn't make up for experience. Geelong might be old, but they know how to get it done. And no tipping me up front. Adding the fact that Essendon don't really have that much forward pressure. I think that uh, Cats could run over the top of them here, but I'm going to keep it close. I think uh, Geelong to get it done by 13. All right, the Sydney Derby. Nick, who have you got? I've gotten Swans by 18 points. Three goals. I reckon they'll be too good. Yep, fair enough. I've got uh, Swans by 16. Very nice. Basically, right near you, just a couple of points different, just to be... You know, interesting. Yeah, so I reckon also Swans will win this one. Uh, I reckon it'll seem closer than it is than on the scoreboard. I think they'll be very evenly matched on the field, but when you look up at the scoreboard, I reckon Swans are going to maintain uh, at least a 2-3 goal lead over them for most of the game. Um, Brisbane, Port Adelaide. 
Oh, Brisbane win at home. They um they're too good, I'd say. So yeah, Brisbane for me by twelve points. Yeah, same. I'll just go Brisbane by twelve. I think uh it'll be a close game, but Brisbane get it done. Home deck. We are we both reckon they'll be pretty much impenetrable up at the Gabba this year. Um Sunday, Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. Uh North Melbourne for me. Um I think Hawthorne just don't have what it takes at the moment and I'd love to be proved wrong to be honest. So um that's for me. North Melbourne by two points. Two points, oh well. Time for Cashy's big call of the week, punters. Last week I made the call that Gold Coast are making the finals and most of you said that I was an idiot, but Nick backed me up and said that they're finishing sixth. So um Cashy's big call of the week this week. North Melbourne by 40-plus. They're going to absolutely tower the Hawks to show the competition that they are here not to be messed with and they are going to be finishing not on the bottom as many expect them to be. I reckon they're going to get nowhere near finals, but I do think North Melbourne are probably going to get as high as about maybe 14th. And I think that, as we said, Hawthorne going to finish on the bottom. I just don't see them really challenging many of the teams uh, this year. Maybe just the fact that they're on the MCG will help them. But yeah, big call. I know it's a big call. Uh, it, you'll get a pretty price on any bookmaker for it. But yeah, ruse by 40 plus for me. And uh, like you, Nick, I would love to be proved wrong by Hawthorne, but I just don't think they're going to show much fire. Uh, Adelaide versus Fremantle. Fremantle. Uh, Fife takes it from them. I reckon he's just going to be an absolute rock in the midfield. Um, yeah. They're Fremantle by 27. Yeah, Dockers by 20 for me. Um, West Coast, Gold Coast. Um, yeah, last one. Gold Coast for me by 26 points. Oh, bigger than I've gone. Gold Coast by two purely because Optus Stadium. Eagles know how to get it done there, but I reckon the uh, Gold Coast are going to shock them late and really uh, get over the top of them and they'll hold them off. So Gold Coast by two for me. In the tipping, and that concludes the tipping. We're going to be putting all our tips up on our Instagram at the Mock Sports, and we're going to be keeping track of who's in front to uh, see who is the king tipper by the end of the round. You can also go to ESPN Footy Tips and join us on this journey and join our tipping comp $20 entry, winning at 70% of the pot. Uh, ESPNFootyTips.com, look up the Mock Sports Footy Tipping 2022. It should come up and join the comp. It's going to be a good time, punters. You do not want to miss out. But anything else to say, Nick, before we go? Um, check us out on Dabble. Obviously, we, we had the ad for it a bit earlier, but um, have a look into it. We um, we do a lot of research into these AFL multis, and um, we're a good, good 15, 20 units up on last season, um, and we're just going to ramp it up from there. So have a look at into our double and you can copy our bets straight from there and ride it with us um, if you want. But yeah, we'll have some bets up there for the games this weekend. Um, but yeah, keep in touch with our socials as well and we'll, we'll post some different things if we update any, uh, any of the things. Um, if you have any questions, by all means, send us a message and we're happy to get back to you. But yeah, just check up, check up on our double um, if you want to win some money with us this year, boys. Yeah, that's for sure. At the Mock Sports on Dabble when signing up, use the code the Mock Sports to let us know, let them know that we sent you. We're going to be tipping the entire AFL season there. We can't wait. We've already got some plays up, and we'll have some plays out before tonight's game as well. So uh, we'll see you back here next week for Fair Bump Play On.